2: I'm your host, Stephen Word. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine. And I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As always, don't forget, you can subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download latest episodes on Webmaster Radio at webmasterradio.fm forward slash shows forward slash press this. For this show... Uh, I'm happy to interview WordPress core contributor and full-stack open-source developer, Ahmed Awais. How's it going, Ahmed?
3: Well, glad to be here. I'm, I'm doing great. How are you, Stephen?
2: Uh, very good. So, Ahmed and I have known each other uh, online through WordPress core work for a couple of years now. Um, this is actually the first time that we're ever getting an opportunity to speak with each other. Uh, so, it's a very exciting moment for me. Um, also, uh, normal host, uh, David Vilcapul, is out today. So this is my first podcast, also very excited about that. Um, So we've asked uh, Ahmed to come today and speak to us about open source. Uh, He has some pretty bold claims that I read about on his blog, um, such as that he has never used a scrolling marquee or Comic Sans in his designs, uh, which already distinguishes him from uh, so many developers in the space. Uh, Ahmed is a longtime blogger, a TEDx speaker, Mm -hmm. and award-winning developer. He has worked on the WordPress default 2016 theme, the REST API, um, and many other projects, and is currently uh, dedicating over 30% of his time to open source. Um, so, Ahmed, I think that uh, let's start off with um, the question that we ask all our guests. Um, what is your WordPress origin story? How did you get started in WordPress and open source?
3: Yeah, so for that, I have to take you back to you know 2005. I have been, I have, uh, throughout my career, I have worn many hats and I've been a blogger for 15 years mm-hmm. and I've been a marketer. I marketed a movie to be the most uh, voted movie on IMDb in 2013. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have that kind of, you know, background. But uh, I got extremely serious about development uh, after, you know, a unique set of events. So I blogged about how you can create a PHP-based content for, uh, mm-hmm. contact form. Back in the day, that was like, uh, you know, using progressive web apps at that time. (laughs) So, uh, and uh, that post got picked up a lot. And uh, I got uh, several clients to that post. And I started building, you know, my own CMS so that I could deliver a better content form based website to my clients. And naturally, uh, while searching back in 2007, I ended up... uh, uh, finding this incredible plugin called Contact Form 7. Uh, not many people know this, but the 7 in Contact Form 7 is because it was launched in 2007.
4: So oh, at that time, that. it
3: was That's... a genuine, yeah, yeah. So it was a genuine aha moment for me. Uh, it was like, you know, having a GUI-based uh, tool for building js based websites. <laughs> that could be an awesome idea right now. At that time, Contact Form 7 felt to me like that kind of tool because I was able to build, you know, uh, take entries and do all all sorts of cool stuff with, you know, contact form seven back in the day. And it it was pretty cool at that time. So (laughs) that was how I basically got introduced to this, you know, awesome uh, WordPress open source community and the software. And from there on, I became a front end developer, got serious about backend development. And for like class. 10 years or so, I have been contributing to open source projects related to WordPress. Uh, I have like half a million uh, people have downloaded my plugins and I have contributed to like uh, every single uh, major release in last, uh, for, for the last 10 major releases, I guess. So uh, th- th- that's my story. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, uh, that's very interesting. That's that's
2: not a small feat. It sounds like you've been uh, working on this for for over 12 years. So it's, uh, f- it's interesting to hear of your journey all the way from uh, from a PHP uh, contact form plugin and then, uh, you know, to where you're doing today, where you're contributing to WordPress itself, uh, public speaking. Um, that's all, you know, it, it sounds like it's been quite an incredible journey for you.
3: Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah.
2: Um, so now, you know, now that you are here with me uh, today, you know, it's 12, 13 years later, um, you know, do you remember what was going through your mind back in back in two thousand five? You know, what what drew you to open source in the first place?
3: Uh, well, uh, I came. Uh, I'm an electrical engineer, <laughs> so I was studying electrical engineering, and I used to, you know, attend the software engineering classes, and I even attempted their exams as well, because I was extremely interested in the world of software technology. Uh, at that time, uh, being a student. Getting into proprietary software was very really hard. You know, the, the cost of licensing alone, uh, you know, alienates a lot of students. And uh, in my mind, even now, right now in 2017, I can tell you open source means for developers that it's fun. It's a, it is a fun thing that you are doing on the site. So <laughs> oh, at that time, open source was a little fun thing to do. I was uh, working with Joomla and Drupal. And uh, we all know what happened to <laughs> those CMSs. But uh, I think I love open source because it was cost-effective to me and as well as to my clients back in the day. And it's even true right now. So it, 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 it helped me do a lot of things in a different way. For example, we, I, I'm not going to name the names here, but I remember we had this uh, PHP CMS in our university which was a, a closed-source proprietary software. And uh, I happened to stumble upon this uh, security patch on it, and I tried to submit it on the weekend. <laughs> so I, I, I met so many uh, closed doors. I had to, you know, go through, I had to, first, first of all, I had to wait for uh, a working day to arrive. So on Monday, I had to wait for the QA team, Then after their approval, I had to wait for a lot of a lot of more jargon that I didn't really wasn't really needed to, you know, uh, fix that particular thing, which was which I was trying to fix. On the other hand, on the WordPress community, I I was using this uh, small set of plugins and I ended up, you know, fixing a lot of things all out of, you know, uh, mere frustration or anything. And it didn't, you know, basically, I could patch anything on my own time. And I do not have to look for approvals for QA teams and that kind of stuff. And that, that at that time sounds pretty cool, and it also reduced a lot of duplication of effort. So, that's basically how I got into open source. And I think I'm I I uh, if you if you if you ask me why I'm sticking with open source, then it's basically because. Uh, because of these three reasons that i just mentioned i think open source software has happened to build lots of uh, you know community around it every single uh, successful open source software is all about the community and it is all about the transparency in those two things i care a lot about right now
2: yeah in this uh, day and age on the internet it's yeah. uh, I, those are things uh, you know some principles that you know i also identify with um i think it's really interesting that you know you got your start um because the the barrier to open source was uh, lower than it was with closed source. Um, and then there was also like an economic aspect of it and I think it's kind of incredible um, that you know you, you basically found some software to contribute to without all the the challenges that are in a closed source project um, and then you know also had a like a low financial cost to get started um, and and now you're you know supporting yourself and you have uh, did you say a hundred thousand? Uh, downloads over uh, your plugins, or do, was the number bigger than that? I'm sorry if I uh, missed that. Five hundred thousand. Wow! So half a million. That's uh, that's pretty incredible.
3: Um, well, <laughs> I I'd say that's this power of open source software. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's uh, and, and do you get a lot of contributors back on that? Do you uh, do you see like that reciprocated? People giving back to your projects as well?
3: Yes. Uh, it um, basically I did mention that it is a reduction of duplication of effort. Same thing. I I have to fix. I get a lot of contributors to do that for me. For example, I have this project called WP-Gulp, through which you can, you know, uh, start having some sort of build tools in your WordPress plugin or WordPress theme, whatever you are building. Uh, so as you can, as you know, that uh, ECMAScript 6 is uh, the new JavaScript, is all the new deal right now. So it it didn't uh, accommodate like ES6. In, uh, uh, and and uh, I was recently thinking about it that I should you know uh, somehow make it compatible with ES6 and I just got a pull request. So <laughs> just right before this interview, I was looking at that pull request and thinking about merging it. So uh, it, it is a reduction of duplication of effort. That is a biggie. Yeah,
2: that's uh, that's awesome.
3: Um, I think that it's. So uh, let's take a quick
2: break and let's talk more about that when we get back. Time to plug into a commercial break.
0: Stay tuned for more. Press this in just a moment.
4: Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E-Digital.com
5: book lovers, and hundreds of compelling contemporary authors are heading to Miami for the 34th Annual Miami Book Fair, Friday, November 17th through Sunday, November 19th. See in person amazing authors, including Vice President Joe Biden, Senator Al Franken, Russell Banks, Michael Eric Dyson, Armistead Malpin, Angela J. Davis, Scott Turow, Walter Isaacson, and many more. The 34th Annual Miami Book Fair. For more information, visit MiamiBookFair.com.
0: Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm.
2: Welcome back to Press This. I'm your host, Stephen Word. Uh, before the break, we were speaking with Amado Weiss, an open source uh, aficionado, a full stack developer, and longtime WordPress contributor. We were just talking about what he loves about open source, some of the benefits, um, the barrier of entry. And right before the break, we were talking about um, exactly what he loves about it and the reciprocation um, of effort that you see when you actually make your code available uh, to other people. Um, half a million downloads—I still can't get over that number. That that that's really mm-hmm. incredible. Um, I kind of—I guess that leads me into my next question. Something that maybe uh, some others out there are, are wondering as well um, is that if you if you give uh, your software away for free. Um, is, is there a monetary feedback is there a way to make money in an open source project?
3: <laughs> well that's a tough one. Honestly it's a tough one. You go on and ask any open source developer about the economic aspect of it and you know you you'll see them <laughs> stumble upon it. Uh, but, well uh, let's start off with the been into like, this, it- uh, yeah yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, um, uh,
2: let's. Uh, I, I guess let's start at at the beginning. Like, is it? Uh, do you feel that it's actually possible to make money in an open source project versus having a closed source uh, programming task?
3: It's obviously possible to make money with, uh, you know, open source software. I do. Let uh, you know. I tell people whenever I go and talk on a conference, I tell people that I contribute thirty to fifty percent of my time, my productive time, to open source, and they uh, they look at me like. Dude, how are you living and how are you paying for the bills? So I I, I, I often end my talks with not everything I do is free. Free in open source is not as in beer. It is free as in air. It's free. The licensing is free. Using it, maintaining it, building upon it is not free. So uh, there's there's this uh, huge concept here. Anywho, let let me just talk uh, about the monetary aspect of open source economy through my perspective. Okay when yeah I we started back on. in the day uh, yeah yeah when I, when I started back in the day uh, 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 uh living in Pakistan and it's like way too far from the U.S. Uh, community and WordPress community is quite strong in the US I didn't know how to market myself to get clients from the US because obviously US clients uh, had better projects they paid well and obviously uh, it was it was what I wanted to do and any developer Uh, like uh, where I was 10 years ago would want to do. So what I started to do was this fun little project. I started uh, to call out my uh, clients that I I started to, you know, put a condition in my, uh, 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 whatever you call your freelance contracts that whatever I built for you, you will be the first user of it, but I'm going to open source it. That is the only way I you can get to work with me, and I can get to work with your project. Did so, you uh, did you get uh, any
2: pushback uh, from them on that?
3: Oh, a lot of pushback. So <laughs> they they said, "Show me something that you have built." And who is doing that? That kind of stuff. So so I did get a lot of pushback. I, I remember that I was almost broke when I got a project from this uh, client of mine. It was an enterprise client from uh, Qatar. But uh, before that, I was uh, trying to figure things out. But now I can, you know, k- kind of give you a roadmap on how I ended up figuring things out. I I started open sourcing my code. That was it. This is the key to, you know, building an open source portfolio. It's really hard and it looks really simple that, oh, yes, I, anyone can, you know, do that. But it's really mm-hmm. hard to really open source your code. When you open source your code, you have to manage it. You have to maintain it for, a, like, four, five years uh, uh, after that. You have to document it because people start bombarding you with questions, what is this code doing? with? And then you start to learn coding best practices and that kind of thing. You start to have to you get uh, an idea about how, you know, you manage a code base with collaborators. It teaches you a lot of things. For example, right now, more than 10,000 developers are using uh, over 70 open-source uh, software projects that I have built, and they are all out there on GitHub on my GitHub profile. So, having that kind of portfolio, having 10,000 more, over 10,000 developers, depending upon your code, builds builds you a bit of a rapport in the community, and uh, through that, I kind of end up convincing my clients that. Uh, look, this is the community that depends on my code and you cannot just throw a project at me and ask me to not open source it. So now it basically comes given with whatever I work on is going to be open source. And that is basically uh, many other open source developers in the WordPress community are working. Either you get to contribute back to the WordPress software, to the REST API, to the customized component or to the awesome Gutenberg project right now. Or either you just uh, build something uh, for a client. I was just going to say that that that's
2: really interesting uh, that you, you know, when you were getting your start, that you had to uh, basically pitch and convince your clients um, that this is good for them and that it actually makes better software um, to to re-release the things that you're working on, even stuff that you're being paid for. Um, that's something that I would, would imagine is a, a little hard for them to wrangle with. Do you feel... That um, now it's been several years later that you encounter that less? Are people adopting uh, this open source mentality or do you still find yourself struggling to communicate that sometimes?
3: I don't think so. Uh, I think the, uh, the open source community is growing at a very really fast pace. Uh, I have a very really, uh, uh, good example here. Uh, I, I even talked about it in the last meetup. Uh, Uh, I used to uh, uh, develop with Microsoft's tools back in the day, like 15 years ago. Uh, And I used to, you know, we used to buy this uh, proprietary MSD and library API reference (laughs) that nobody, you know, really uses uh, right now. And I used to give uh, give this example that Visual Code was the biggest, uh, you know, compiler or IDE back in the day, and it is nowhere to be found nowadays. But guess what? Uh, the huge giant companies started to look at open source code differently. I personally think that WordPress taught them how to do open source right. Yes, there's a entire history of Linux and Git and all that, but I think so. WordPress is teaching other software communities how to do open source right. You see, uh, Apple has just uh, in uh, in the last few years they have open sourced their uh, language Swift language and Microsoft has started building this awesome code editor called Visual Studio Code, and I'm personally right now uh, in the process of moving away from Sublime and Atom and I'm trying to adopt Visual Studio Code. I, I if you asked one year from uh, uh, like if you asked a year back from me that if I would be using a Microsoft editor uh, in 2017 I would have clearly said no. But yeah clearly why right I care That's- is because yeah <laughs> but why i am doing that is because they have built this awesome javascript based open source uh, ide that you know i could uh, uh, contribute to and i do contribute to it it's pretty it's pretty awesome and community cares about a lot of things a lot of workflows get improved overnight just because that uh, that particular IDE is open source. And that in itself is the power of open source and how people are. So anywho, to answer your question here, uh, communication of uh, uh, this particular uh, open source part of our project is has become easier. And even I have uh, a bunch of uh, like 15 uh, awesome partners who are supporting uh, my work out of love for the virtual software. And WordPress Engine is one of them, so so it's it is becoming easier, uh, and it is uh, open source software is growing, so right now might be the right time to get into the open source part of your software uh, engineering career.
2: Yeah, there's a uh, no time like the present. Um, it sounds like what you're saying is that you know this traditional idea of of closed off software may actually be uh, waning a little bit, and uh, I, I think it's actually um, a really, really kind of crazy moment um, that, you know, through open source projects, especially, you know, the WordPress project, which we both know, um, you actually credit for for kind of paving the way. Um, I think that we need to take a quick break. Um, when we get back, I do have a few more questions for you about that, uh, especially with regard to those uh, big enterprise companies playing. Uh, so uh, as we return, we'll uh, get back with Ahmad and uh, we'll keep digging in. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment.
5: There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network through iHeartRadio
0: Let's press forward with more Press This, only on
2: webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to Press This. This is your host, Stephen Word, back here with Amado Weiss, a full-stack web developer, advocate of open source, and WordPress core contributor. Before the break, we were just discussing uh, the nature of open source and the gravity around it and how that's kind of changing the way that software is built um, on the modern web. Um, Ahmad, right right before we took that break, I, uh, I wanted to ask you, you had mentioned um, that you're now uh, actually contributing back to a Microsoft product and that you had mentioned that it was uh, you know, a couple of years back if someone had asked you if you would ever be working with Azure and uh, Visual Studio code, you would have uh, shook your head in disbelief. Um, I think that there's like a a really interesting pivot that's happening uh, with that. and and the phrase that I've heard echoed among the community before um was, you know the big boys are coming. Uh, where you have you know players that you know traditionally in in the old tech world would have been closed source, like your Microsofts, your Google, um, your Facebooks. Um, do you think that they are pivoting in this way because it's beneficial for their future? Do you think that they could survive without doing so, um, or do you think that they've been convinced uh, by product efforts such as the WordPress project?
3: Well, that's that's a pretty great perspective to look at, right? Uh, but I think there is a bit of a background here. Well, uh, for example let's take google for instance google is a huge and giant company and it is based on a tech uh, a stack they have built and it used to be a cool company that was building on top of mostly uh, closed source uh, you know software but as the company uh, company's culture grew and the time passed they started to care more about people. Like any other big company right now, they care more about people. For example, I was just uh, uh, in this meetup where uh, a Googler told me that they used to have uh, interview questions, which were puns and tricky questions, but they later found out through their uh, data and research that... uh, uh, a, an engineer that could was able to answer that tricky question was not really uh, superior inferior than another engineer who was not able to do that. So they basically wrote off those questions uh, just to uh, you know uh, see how people are responding to the uh, interview process. Similarly, uh, I just told you that open source is more about people, more about community. In these huge companies, have started to realize that. Their software and their any kind of effort they want to push in, they need to uh, people to back their uh, stance. And to do that, they need a lot of community support. And that community support comes from both developers and users. And having uh, lots of uh, community support from developers is a big thing, is a huge thing. So Apple is uh, doing the same. Google is doing the same. So they have started to care more about open source software only because it caters a lot to the community. Community is focused at uh, contributing to the open source software. That is why they are trying to build everything open source. For instance, Google is trying to uh, build this uh, awesome uh, progressive web apps project and service workers project, which is relatable to uh, another project that Facebook is working on. And both of these projects could very well uh, be there in the WordPress community uh, uh, come next year. So that is basically how this is working. Open source is more about community, and that is where these companies want to grow. And that is why they are taking care of that part, and they are getting more and more more interested in open source. And I often tell people that open source is the best technical interview. Basically, you have this engineer who is contributing, uh, who is like kicking ass in your open source project for last six months. You don't really need to interview that guy or uh, that girl. Yeah, all, uh, has, uh, all the they code have is already proven already out there. their worth. But yeah, 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 yeah that's, all that's... the code is out there. People who are fixing it, uh, they are. They're like easy hires.
2: Well, sure. You already have a uh, so, entire uh, repository of their work over the years, and uh, it's not proprietary, so you don't have to worry about sharing secrets and uh, and that sort of thing. Um, that actually kind of leads me into uh, my final question for you here. Um, I was uh, reading uh, a, an article that you published uh, back in 2016, um, and you had mentioned that uh, the WordPress project has become uh, you know deeply connected to you. Um And that, you know, you have a more uh, intimate relationship with that project um, than any other project that you have ever worked with. I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about
3: that. <laughs> I thought you'll pick up on that. Uh, well, uh, well, there is a bit of a story here. Uh, I got married to Maida last year in December, and she is also a WordPress core contributor. She also contributes uh, like 30% of her time to WordPress. She does that in a very different way she's uh, she mostly contributes to the technical writing part of things, although she's an engineer as well. So we met like eight years ago. And uh, I was uh, incredibly profound of how she was managing her uh, startup called Fing Tanks, where she was teaching girls how to start to blog. In those who were performing well, she was teaching them how to start developing with WordPress. So that was incredible, and I, I, I kind of uh, uh, I acquired that startup. And from there, we both started to care a lot about. WordPress uh, together. We've started to attend the WordPress meetups together and building WordPress community together. And uh, from the scratch, we have built this WordPress Pakistan community. It's a huge community, lots of meetups throughout our country. So, uh, uh, what, what, what all I can say is, WordPress is more than just a software to me. It has, uh, you know, it has helped me find uh, my life partner. That's, <laughs>
2: that's uh, just that's not, an incredible yeah. That's an incredible story that you've been on there. It's uh, you know, it's not just responsible for your career or your passion for code, but uh, also you know, helped you find your spouse. Um, and I know that you're not the only person with that uh, that kind of story <laughs> from the community. It's uh, it's really amazing. I guess we owe open source quite a bit. Um, I guess now in closing, uh, Ahmad, I wanted to to thank you for your time. Um, It's time for us to get going. Um, But I I do appreciate you taking the time. I know that our uh, time zones are a little bit different here. Um, I'd like to thank everybody for listening today. Um, If you'd like to find out more about Ahmad, feel free to check out his blog at AhmadAvas.com. We'll put the link to that in the description. Thank you for uh, listening in on Press This, the WordPress community podcast. We release new episodes every Tuesday. And don't forget, you can always subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download episodes at Webmaster WebmasterRadio at webmasterradio.fm forward slash shows forward slash press this. Again, I'm your host, Stephen Word. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine. And I'd love to bring you the best of the community every week on Press This. We'll see you next Tuesday.
5: The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited.
4: Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes